Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Well, good morning and welcome to Healing Journey Today with Herman and Raquel. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I will be uh, piloting the Healing Journeys uh, space shuttle this morning all by myself. Um, remember, we're going to be doing communion this morning. So get your covenant elements out. Amen. Let's go ahead and get um, this started off with communion. Get this started off with our covenant Praise God, we have an intimate relationship with the Father. I was just making a mention of this last week. Again, just that, you know, the intimacy that a husband and a wife have, right? It's, it's a reminder, it should be a reminder that they're in covenant with one another. And there is a covenant, there, or should I say there's an intimacy that is far beyond the bedroom of a husband and wife. And it's the relationship or the intimacy that we have with the father. Amen. And this time, this, this uh, covenant that we get to remember through communion is a way for us to, to just participate in this intimate moment. And it doesn't get, let's say, it doesn't get any more intimate <laughs> when, when you have been stripped of your clothes whipped, hung on a cross and put into a grave. It doesn't get any more intimate than that. You know all my business, right? And see, we, we, we've we always approached communion and just, again, looked at it as, you know, yes, we're remembering Jesus. All honor uh, goes to him. All the glory goes to him for what he did for us. But he wasn't alone. Amen. If you have said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have now been engrafted into his death, burial, and resurrection. And now we have become a part of that intimate moment. Amen. When the covenant was cut between Jesus and his Father. Amen. And now we are. We've been grandfathered into that covenant by way of Jesus. Praise God. We didn't have to make the sacrifice. It wouldn't have been worth us being sacrificed. But what I'm saying is that this is an, it should be speaking to you. It shouldn't just be an opportunity for you to just put something in your mouth and drink a little something. No, this should mean something to you. And both sides of the covenant, if there's the bread, there's the cup. It's not just the cup. Amen. It's the, the bread is, is for the purpose of remembering his broken body, which was broken for us. Before he even got up on a cross, he was whipped. He was whipped. Those stripes mean something to us. It means that we don't have to tolerate sickness. Amen. That we can, we've been empowered to resist sickness. Jesus paid that debt off. Amen. And this is us commemorating that time that we can say we've now 
had together that we participated in. And, and right now, we're gonna we're gonna take the the bread. We're gonna take this and we're gonna consume it. And as we consume it, we get to remember what Jesus did on our behalf. But remember the fact that we were with Him. That we don't have to settle for sickness. We don't have to settle for things being in our flesh, attacking our flesh, that we have a covenant partner. Amen. We have a covenant partner who is strong in the area of health. And because you're in covenant with him, that means that you're strong in health. That's your strong area. Yeah, I know that, that something's come against you. Maybe you've been dealing with something for years, but I'm letting you know today that in Christ Jesus, you are strong. That there is no weakness that's a part of your covenant of physical health because Jesus paid it all and because you're in covenant with him. Amen? All right, so let's go for it. Jesus, we thank you right now for what you did in your body. You said that you broke your body, but you said it was for our benefit. Praise God, we receive that benefit. And as we remember what you did, as we remember our covenant with your flesh, praise God, that we are eating life and health unto our physical bodies. I believe right now, Lord, that as we do this in faith, that things that were ailing us will not be ailing us anymore because the payment has been made. So we receive this right now with the utmost faith in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Life and health. Life and health. This is the life of faith. Amen. You call those things that be not as though they were. Go ahead and shout it out. I am healed by his stripes. He sent his word and healed me. Praise God. I'm full of life. Because of this covenant that we're remembering, sometimes you forget, <clears throat> you know, you know, like sometimes I forget to take the garbage out. And then what happens when you forget to take the garbage out? The garbage doesn't go out, right? <laughs> well, sometimes you can forget that you're in covenant and you live a life that's less than the covenant that you have. Does that make sense? Sometimes my analogies work, sometimes they don't. But I'm just saying, when something's not on your mind, you you don't do it. It's just, it's just not there, right? Well, sometimes we forget that we have a covenant with God and we put up with things that our covenant says, no, no, no. You don't live like that anymore. Amen? So I'm reminding you to live right now. I'm reminding you that there is life in your flesh and, and reminding you, get up and live. Amen. Your covenant partner paid for that. And then he took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant in my flesh. Praise God. We don't have an old covenant that has a curse attached to it. We have a brand new covenant for a brand new species of righteous people. Go ahead and shout it out this morning. 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. The, the law has been fulfilled in us because he fulfilled the law. Praise God. And for those who fulfilled the law, they got nothing but the blessing. This covenant right here is nothing but a covenant of blessing. And again, just like if something's coming against your body, it's coming against your covenant. And if something uh, in your life is not lining up with blessing, if there's anything about your life that is it that smells like the curse, that's not a part of our covenant. Amen. We we can stand on the word of God because of what Jesus did. Your the fruit of your body is blessed. Praise God. The fruit of your womb is blessed. Everything you set your hands to is blessed. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You're blessed in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Amen. You are blessed. No, you can't help but be blessed. And here's the thing. You got you to gotta remind yourself. Oh, that's right. I'm blessed. What am I doing? Why am I discouraged? Praise God. You, you can live a life, the rest of your life with zero discouragement, remembering the covenant that you have with God. And I believe that even this morning as we consume this, that the reminder that you are righteous is going to just explode in your head. And whatever it is that was trying to come against you, whatever it is that was trying to get you depressed, whatever it was that was trying to get you to remember your shortcomings, that the light bulb of righteousness just explodes on the inside of you and that you don't stand in the way of his grace reigning in your life. So Jesus, we thank you right now for your blood that was shed on the cross for us. The payment of sin has been paid off, paid in full. Praise God, the tab can never go back up. Praise God. Thank you that you've not only paid for sin, you have forgotten our sin. Hallelujah. And we have the ability now to do just the same. We have the ability to see our lives as just as righteous as Christ Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. That we get to live our lives according to his victory at the cross. We receive this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we have a covenant of righteousness with you, that we are seated at. Do you understand where you came from? Man, remember we talked about Joseph. <clears throat> Joseph in one day came out of prison. And he wasn't just a prisoner. He was a foreign prisoner. And he was taken out of that prison and seated right there next to Pharaoh. Pharaoh actually put his signet ring on him. He put his clothes on him. He gave him his chariot. He gave him his honor. Oh, man. Man, that's something else, isn't it? When somebody allows you to 
get their honor. So when Joseph rode through the streets of Egypt, they didn't say, oh, let's, that's Joseph. Let's give him the, uh, you know, I don't know what they did, you know, bow down or whatever they did. But what I'm saying is they treated him just like Pharaoh because for as, all they knew, this was Pharaoh. That's you. That's who you are. Wake up this morning. That's who you are. You were taken out of the muck of sin. And in an instant, you were seated at the right hand of the Father. That's why we can be excited. That's why we need to be encouraged. That's why we need that the righteous indignation to get stirred and shaken on the inside of us and say, no, I'm not going to live like this. No, if you look around you and you don't see the glory of God, you ought to let that stir you up. The fact that you're no longer in a, a life sentence of prison on your way to hell and that you are now seated at the right hand of the Father. Praise the Lord. That's awesome news. All right. We're going to be looking at Philemon 1.6. So turn to Philemon 1.6. And, you know, there are quite a few people, uh, again, who was with me on Friday on our Rain Life Zoom broadcast. And uh, we, we've been talking about just who we are and what our assignment is. Like, what are we doing? This is something that's been pressing on me uh, for a long time is what what are we doing as the body of Christ? I want you guys to all think about all of the years that you've gone to church, quote unquote church. You are the church. You guys were gathering in a building, but we know it as going to church. Just think of all the, the great word, all the great revelation you got. How many times did you walk out of church or walk out of the conference? You know, they, you go to the Andrew Womack conference, or maybe you were at the Healing Journeys Today conference or whatever conference, and you just say, oh, man, this is incredible. This is life-changing. How many times have you done that? How many times have you said that? I know I've said it <laughs> hundreds of times. There's a lot of great things that we received, that we consumed, but it really didn't change your life. In that moment, it got your ears excited. But when you look back or you look at your present life, you're like, yeah, man, that, that was some good stuff, but it really didn't have an impact on me. If that's you, if you've ever said that and just say, Herm, you know what? I have heard a lot of word in my life, a lot of great revelation, but I don't see that in my life. And see, here's the, here's the deal. I said last week, last Sunday, I said we can't live this life in the huddle. 
this life in Christ Jesus is not about you living in the huddle. I see all the number ones. Thanks for your honesty. We all have been there. We all have been there. I mean, seriously, for all the revelation we got, our lives should be exploding. But the thing is, is that we've been consumers of the word. We've been hearers of the word only for most of us. And we haven't become doers of the word. Revelation knowledge gets shortchanged if we don't take the word and put it into action. You know, you kids, some of you guys have kids, but, you know, many of you guys maybe have, you know, kids that are already grown. But you remember what happened to your kids when they got bored. Right. Or maybe you maybe you were busy and you didn't have time to give them your attention. What happened? Well, they started acting up. Right. They started, you know, climbing on stuff they shouldn't be climbing on and 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 going into the refrigerator getting stuff or just doing dumb stuff to get attention right or or just because they were bored you know your the siblings are fighting with one another because they don't have any focus they don't have a game plan right they don't have an action plan and that's that's the way i see the body of christ the way we've been we we sit in these buildings gathered together every weekend and we don't have a plan. We don't have something that goes beyond ourselves. Like faith is, was just for self-consumption. That's it. And we looked at the people and said, oh, look at their lives. They're people of faith. And oh, look at pastor's life. He's a person of faith. We looked at how they lived and the material wealth maybe that they were operating in and said, oh, they're people of faith. Man, material wealth is, is such a shallow example, is a shallow reflection of faith. Yes, God wants us to live well. God wants us to live a life of abundance, but it's not for self-absorption. Praise God. It, see, what I said is, we, we have approached our time in the word as consumers only without the intent of being distributors. We've just consumed, consumed, consumed. And we get that spiritual uh, constipation. You know, when you eat food, you have to release. And when you consume the word, you have to you have to release. But we sit next to each other. You know, the, the body of Christ has kind of become known for, you know, just attacking one another and backbiting. And and there's always drama in churches. You guys ever been involved in church drama? Church drama is no fun. But I'm telling you, I think it's largely due to the fact that they're bored. You weren't designed to just go to church on Sunday, maybe a meeting on Wednesday, right? Some of you were at church. Every time the door opened, you were there. You even felt guilty if you couldn't come. 
and you and you thought that's what being a Christian was about, chasing down all the conferences. That oh yeah, I'm a Christian man. I I'm going to this conference next week, man. Let me tell you something. That's the huddle. That's where we that's where we talk about what play we're gonna run. Right. That's when we build each other up. You know, when in the football huddle, when when somebody's uh, you know, maybe they they made a bad play, but okay, we're in the huddle now. You know, and the quarterback is is looking at his wide receiver and he's saying, Look, I know you okay, you dropped the ball. Big deal, big deal. That's not who you are. Okay, you're you're a great receiver, you're gonna make the next play. In fact, I'm coming right back to you. We encourage each other, we strengthen each other. Why? Because when we say ready, break, we got to go run the play. That's the whole goal of us coming together even this morning. It's so that we can, that, that there's another layer that gets stripped of, off of our flesh so that we can go out there and be a light to somebody. They're hurting people out there looking for your light. But we can't stay behind the walls of a building that we call a church, which is not a church. It's just a place where the church gathers. We, 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 that's, that's it. What about the hurting people who need this Jesus that you've given your life to, that you believe that this Jesus paid for your sin? Think of all those years of guilt and shame that you lived in. How many of you? are so thankful that you don't have to think about what you used to think about, meaning the guilt and shame, those shortcomings. Aren't you relieved that you don't ever have to dwell on those things again, that those things don't define you? I mean, how many of you are actually excited about the fact that you had an abortion, but that abortion doesn't define who you are? And that God doesn't look at you as a person who had an abortion anymore, that you've been delivered from that. Amen. That you don't have to have a guilty conscience of that. Praise God. All of your mistakes, whatever your mistakes have been, you don't have to live according to those things because there's freedom now in Christ Jesus. Isn't that exciting to you? I know it is for me. I don't have to think about my shortcomings. That's not my life. My life is in Christ Jesus. But that's that's a load. Do you remember when that when that guilt came up off you when you when you were able to unload that 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 situation and how light it felt you? It gave you the the confidence, amen, to go before God because I was I was no longer that that prodigal son i'm now part of the son I'm, I'm now a part i'm i'm now a son and not a prodigal praise god I, i'm confident now I, i'm just i'm just trying to say do you remember that heaviness you used to live under and now you don't anymore okay praise god here's the deal that person you've been walking by every day, they got that same weight that they're underneath. 
Man, there are people all around us on a regular basis that are walking around that need to hear that there is a savior that relieved them, that paid for that thought that they've been thinking about, that thought that's been keeping them up late at night, that there's a savior that actually paid for that thing and that they now can unload that burden. Yeah, well, Karen was just saying that she was working to please God. And my relationship was all head knowledge. As I laid down my life, God is becoming more real. Amen. Amen to that. So my point is, is that there are hurting people. See, we, we you know, we, we can see, uh, you know, when somebody's dealing with something physical, right? We can see that a lot of times. Um, you know, maybe you can see somebody that's struggling uh, financially or, you know, you can you, we can kind of identify hardship. Right. But then there's sometimes a, there are people who look like everything is going great. Right. They got money. They're driving nice cars. It just look like, the you know, the house is not, everything just looks great. But they are suffering because of the guilt and shame of their past you're the answer amen you have the answer and that answer is jesus and are we going to allow that light to shine on the lives of these people see when you go out and you get a chance to minister to people out there you know as you're in your goings and comings and you get to you get to pour out Jesus on these folks. That's exciting. That's exciting. So we ran the play. We got in the huddle. We said, okay, look, we're going to encourage people. We're going to let them know that they don't have to live in this guilt and shame. Amen. That their sin has been paid off. It doesn't matter how crazy the act of sin was. Maybe they murdered somebody. Maybe they just came out of prison. Maybe they had an abortion. Maybe they raped somebody. Maybe who knows what all of what goes on. You know what you all been through. But here's the deal: we're gonna go out and we're gonna let them know that Jesus paid for this, and that's that that there's actually a seat right next to God waiting for them. And that thing that's been keeping them up at night, you don't have to you don't have to have that thought anymore. You don't have to be boggled down with with that weight anymore. Let me, let me lift that off of you. I'm going to give you Jesus. See, he said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, when we can go give God's only begotten son to the people that we're walking by in the store. And then they say, oh, man, you know what, uh, Ida? Ida, man, that really blessed me. Ida, that, that just changed my life. Just you taking that moment of time just changed my life. Just that word that you gave me. Do you get it? Man, I know the words that have changed my life radically. Just simple words. A long time ago, I told you about my mother-in-law just saying, watch this. How did I know that? Watch this. 
was going to radically change my life. How do you how did I know that watch this has me sitting here right now talking to you? Right? I'm just saying that God has empowered us to touch people. God has empowered us with his love to touch people. That situation that you were dealing with at church probably wouldn't even exist if you were busy out touching lives, but you were bored. And so you needed to get into some trouble because you were you were restless. Right. And he said, "Ooh, look at her. Mm, she get on my nerves. And, oh, you know, just dumb stuff. Right. But you too busy out there changing lives, too busy out there being the light for people who are walking in darkness, you don't have time for the petty stuff. You're too busy being Jesus. Praise God. Okay. So again, you are Jesus. Your history, and I'm, I'm going to get to Philemon 1.6 right now. You have to understand something, that when you said yes to Jesus, when you said, Lord, I hear you, I heard the gospel, and I'm saying, yes, I need a savior. I'll receive that savior. See, that's all we thought about was just that we needed a savior. And so we've been saved. But you, you were saying more than that. In that moment, you were receiving more than that. You were becoming one with the Savior. You were laying down your life. You were saying, I'm putting my life down so that I can take up this life of Christ. Now my old resume, my old history is done away with. I'm not that person anymore. I'm taking this Jesus, <laughs> the son of God, I'm taking his life and his life is now my life. I'm now going to live the rest of my life based on his history off of his resume. Well, let me think about his resume. Look, he raised the dead. He healed the sick. He preached the gospel and he multiplied the fish and the bread. He fed people. He walked in compassion. He walked in love. He was at the heart of the Father. I mean, this is now who you are. When, when I read the Bible, I was just telling Raquel this, it's like when I read the Bible, especially when I'm reading about Jesus, and and, and I say, oh, oh, you know, here, here he was on his way to, uh, you know, delivering Jairus's daughter, right? He was on his way to, to Jairus's house. And the woman with the issue of blood touches the hem of his garment and she receives healing. I'm like, that's me. That's who I've become one with. That, that dude right there. That's now my legacy. That's now my history. I have a history of healing people. I have a history of loving people. I have a history of compassion for people. That's now 
But do you guys understand what I'm saying? His history is now what we get to live the rest of our lives on. See, you busy looking back at your past when you should be busy looking back at the past of Jesus and now making decisions based off of that. Some of you are living a life right now based off of mistakes that you've made. The job you work at, maybe the person you we you married, just important life decisions have been made based off of a mistake you made, a shortcoming. And because you saw your life through the lens of that shortcoming, your self-esteem was low. And no, I'm not going to go for that position because I made a mistake or I no, I'm not going to go for that person over there. They they love God, but they wouldn't want to have anything to do with me because, you know, I made all these poor mistakes. And we made decisions based off of who we were and not off of who we are. Folks, you are one with Christ Jesus. There's not two of you. There's one of you. There's not many seats in that seat. There's only one seat for one son. That son's name is Jesus. You're in that son. Let's go to Philemon 1.6. It says here that the communication of your faith. How many of you know that we have to in this this new life that we signed up for in Christ Jesus is a life of faith right second corinthians 5 7 says for we walk by faith not by sight we live by faith not by what we see we're living by what we cannot see we're living by a promise that's coming from God's word I can't see it in my life right now, but the things that I do see in my life right now, the experience that I see, the experience that I see others um, having, that's not what I'm shaping my life off of. I'm not, I'm not living my life according to that. I'm not going to live my life according to being sick. I'm living my life according to being healed in Christ Jesus because that is a life of faith. Amen. Again, Philemon 1 6, that the communication, that, that, let me tell you about this word communication. It's koinonia, right? In the Greek, it says the participation or the intercourse, the fellowship, right? We want to have an intercourse with this life of faith. It says that this fellowship, this intercourse of faith, that it might become, I'll just read it once, one time straight through, and then I'll go back. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Amen. So back it up. The communication, again, is this intercourse, is this communion of your faith that it may become effectual, that it may become effectual, that it may become operative, that it may become active, 
that it may become powerful. Don't you want to live a, a faith life, a life of power? Don't you want faith to be active in your life? Don't you want to have an intercourse with faith? Don't you want to have a participation in this life of faith? It says that acknowledging of every good thing, this is how faith gets active in your life. You got to be willing to acknowledge this thing. What are you acknowledging? Well, it says of every good thing which is in you. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't stop right there. Because we don't just acknowledge the things that are in you. It's the things that are in Christ Jesus who you're in. You acknowledge what's in Christ Jesus. It's poverty in knowledge. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's po poverty in Christ Jesus. No. It's lack in Christ Jesus. No. Is sickness in Christ Jesus? No. If it's not in Christ Jesus, you ought not acknowledge it because what you are acknowledging is what's in him and what's in him is the life of faith that we're supposed to be living. So if you died and Jesus now is the one that has brought life to you and we want to live according to that spirit, right? Because we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We live according to this new spirit man, Jesus Christ. So in order for me to walk by faith, I have to walk by acknowledging what's in him, not in me. If you want emotions, emotions are responses to what's going on in your thinking. Right? You ever been to a scary movie, right? You go to a scary movie and, woo, oh, man, you know, like you, it touches your emotions because you you just allowed your mind to get consumed with this thing. That person who did you wrong, you, you were emotionally charged up because you were constantly thinking about what that person did to you. It touches your emotions. Emotions are a response. So how do you get rid of negative emotions? You got to turn those things over to the Lord and start acknowledging who you are in Christ Jesus. You're acknowledging who you used to be, right? You're acknowledging things that are not according to faith. And that's what gets you emotional right? in a negative way. Okay, so you, that's the thing though, you have, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking directly to, to Miriam, okay? And, and praise God, we have the freedom to do that. <laughs> At a church service, you don't, you don't really know what's going on on the inside of somebody, but she's not the only one who has negative emotions and remove negative feelings. God doesn't just come in and strip you of negative feelings, Miriam. That's, that's not his job. Right. If you go over to um, Isaiah 26, 3. So here's your answer. 
how to get rid of these negative feelings, these negative emotions. How do I tap into the peace of God? Right? Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind stays on thee because you trust in him. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Miriam, if you want to stay in perfect peace, you got to keep your mind stayed on the Lord. And I stayed on stuff, stayed on circumstances. That's just what we're talking about. See, when, when you're meditating on circumstances, those circumstances are going to come out of your mouth. You're acknowledging the circumstance, but that's not the life. You, you don't live according to that playbook anymore. You live according to faith. Faith is a life that is lived by acknowledging what's in Christ Jesus, not what's in you. What's in Christ Jesus? It's peace in Christ Jesus. Start acknowledging it. Amen. It's healing in Christ Jesus. Start acknowledging it. It's prosperity in Christ Jesus. Start acknowledging Start acknowledging who you are in Christ Jesus. You're no longer that person. You're no longer that person. Now, here's the deal. This faith that we're acknowledging that's in Christ Jesus, right? The promises of God that are in Christ Jesus is what we are to be acknowledging. And it says that faith becomes, gets active. And, and here's the deal. That's all you confess. That's all you acknowledge. I do my best to not acknowledge anything that is not in Christ Jesus. I, I try my best. I'm reconditioning my mind, my thought pattern. If there are thoughts that are coming at me, I'm confessing the word because I got to keep the promises in my heart and my mind. I got to keep them out of my mouth because I'm working on living this life of faith. But what I want to get, what I want to communicate is, see, this life of faith will have an impact on you. But the life of faith is not designed to just have an impact on you. The life of faith is supposed to have an impact on other people. Because you're now one with Jesus. See, Jesus, Jesus already had it made. Jesus didn't have to come down to earth. Jesus was up in heaven. He was, you know, him and God were doing all kinds of stuff. I don't know what they were doing, but they were doing all kinds. Of, he didn't, he didn't need to come down to earth, but he did because he loved us. He he walked by faith. Jesus was walking by faith to come down to this earth and and go to the cross and go to hell and be separated from God. That that's the life of faith that he exercised. And so his faith wasn't just for him. His faith went beyond him. It went for us. And so we got to get this faith out of just thinking, if just for me, oh, if I can just get this for me, life would be great to get it for me. No, not that. That's not faith. Or it's a very shallow, like I said, faith goes way beyond you. Faith God has given you the faith of Christ Jesus so that you can make an impact through your faith on other people. 
it's all kingdom building business. It's business related. Faith is a business related, a kingdom related matter. It's a tool that you use for building the kingdom. In the process of you building the kingdom, in the process of you having your mindset on uh, sharing this gospel, helping to deliver people, helping to make uh, these enemies the uh, God's footstool, right? When you when you deliver somebody out of sickness, right? When you share the gospel with somebody and you you get them out of darkness, right? Get them born again. You just made an enemy a footstool. That's what faith is for, man. Faith, faith is for us to have an impact. And trust me, when you're making an impact on people's lives, your life is going to be impacted. You know, like I said, <laughs> you know, the hose can't provide water to everybody else and be thirsty himself. As long as the hose is turned on, the hose is getting plenty of water, but he's giving it. I hope you guys are hearing what I'm saying. Praise God. I, you know what? Because I'm teaching this word by faith. I believe that it is penetrating. I'm trying to shake us out of this, the mindset of it's just about me. It's just about me. It's more than you. And in fact, when we start making it about others, I believe that you'll start seeing things taking place in your life that you've been looking for. But you, you, we're trying to turn you into a, a distribution center, trying to get, get it in you and get it out of you to other people so you don't get that constipation, right? You got to keep it moving. Be a blessing to others. Be Jesus to other people. Why do you think you got Jesus on the inside? Why do you think God didn't make you one with an angel? Right? He made you one with his son because he wanted you to be his son. He wanted you to live a life like his son. And how did his son live his life? For other people. And you help other people. I'm building a kingdom. Oh, I just laid another brick down for the kingdom. It wasn't that church building. It wasn't that building. That's not a brick for the kingdom. The brick for the kingdom are souls being saved. Amen. Lives being transformed into Christ Jesus. That's a brick. Praise the Lord. All right, guys. Well, look, I hope, not I hope, this message has been a blessing to you. Praise God. I know it has because this, this revelation of just who I am in Christ Jesus is just blessing me. It's inspiring me. It's stirring me up. We got to get uncomfortable, guys. We're too comfortable. Church fat cats. Full of the word. Yeah, you know every scripture. You can quote all the scriptures. You ain't shared one with, with nobody else. Except your circle that you run with to all the conferences. I'm not saying that the conferences are bad. I'm not saying that you gathering on Sunday is bad. I'm just saying, take what you are learning and allow it to have an impact on people that you see out there who are hurting. Amen. All right, guys, look, 
We love you. We'll see you next week. And 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 let us know when, when you are having these encounters with people. Let them know. Let let Healing Journeys Today know that hey, I just touched somebody's life. I want to know how Jesus is using you guys. Let us know. Amen. Go have an impact on somebody's life today. Make that your goal. Whose life outside of my own am I going to have an impact on? Amen. All right, guys. Blessings to you. And uh, we'll see you next time. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.